Previously on Previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The group of them, so there's now five of them, end up looking at the growling animatronic. There's a massive great big thing on the floor. And then you think, oh shit, it's the Hellmouth. And then he says this key line, they prey on the weak, which triggers something in Buffy immediately. The zookeeper said that very thing about hyenas. Giles bursts in, all, you know, he's all ruffled and... Not looking nice at all. No, no. Did I miss anything? Hello and welcome back to previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we are now over halfway through season one and we have reached episode seven of our rewatch, which is called Angel. So as you can imagine, uh, that mysterious, handsome character that we were introduced to all the way back in the pilot, who we've since learned is called Angel, is pretty much the main focus of this episode. So... What did you think of this episode, Sophie, when you rewatched it? Um, very much my thoughts whenever I've watched this episode. Yeah, I, it's needed. And yes. I like the character of, of, you know, the idea. And this, you know, I think you need to rewind back to the 90s when this sort of storyline didn't exist. You know, there was no good vampire story. Yeah. Um, that was being touted and made into films and starring Robert Patterson. And, you know, this was the first good vampire, you know, with a soul, with a conscience that, that came about and, you know, rocked people's worlds. And I, I think it's good, but it's such a strong story arc for any character, you know, any vampire character. And it has we know it holds a lot of weight because they made a whole great big fucking saga about it <laughs> uh, in in Hollywood. But um, I personally, I think this episode falls really short of the potential of the storyline. And I really struggle to get engaged with this one. I hate to say it, but I do find it, it feels more like a filler episode than the pivotal episode that it should be. Yeah, it does. Because even now for anyone streaming the show who maybe, you know, didn't watch it originally, you you see the episode titles, you'll see Angel, you'll go, oh, that's that's the guy we met already. And you'll, I think you'd almost look forward to it because it's like, great, we're going to find out more about him. It sounds like it's a really important episode. But then, yeah, I agree. It doesn't really live up to to the hype, I suppose. Yeah, if that's it, the right I mean, it word. is. It's a really important episode for, uh, well, for Buffy, but also for for Angel uh, as well, and and every other character because it turns everything on an axis, and you know that was the idea of the show. It was expect the unexpected, and yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I think maybe I'm looking at it with more contemporary eyes now. But I, I just don't find this as engaging as it could have been. It's a fantastic storyline. But yeah, I mean, I think maybe it's how it even starts as well. It sort of has this vague, you know, the three, the master's getting pissed off with the slayer. Dala comes in, tells him about some vampire that the slayer's dusted. You've got Colin. 
little Colin. Yeah, little Colin. Who continues to agitate. <laughs> His voice has sort of changed now, though. Yeah, it's very I've got a reverb on it. Mm-hmm. A lot of <laughs> reverb, yeah. <laughs> Colin's not an ordinary little boy. No, no. no. He's the anointed. Yeah. Just just to remind us, they, they mentioned that again. Yes. Yeah, I, I actually, there's a future character late, much, much later on. Uh, and I love what he christens him. <laughs> um, so, but we'll, we'll wait for that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it does its job. This is a typical Buffy episode. You get introduced to all the main characters or the main players for the episode. What's nice, I think, is we're back to the master. We're back to that story arc because mm-hmm. we've not seen him for, for a while. No. Um, Darla is back as well. We've not seen Darla since The Harvest. Mm-hmm. where she ran off with her face on fire. She seems to have recovered. Yeah, the burns have healed. <laughs> yeah, and the master wants to up the ante and get rid of the Slayer. So he's going to call the three, who are some vampire warriors, which is actually that they were from a, a biblical text. So this this is actually factual. Mm. Um, so And they've obviously reworded it. So at some point they became vampires. And... We know that it's ominous because even Darla's impressed by what they're capable of. Yeah, we we get a little <laughs> shot of the of the three. Uh, there's yeah, there's a very strange close up of some c- cigarette smoking and. <laughs> well, they must be evil. Yeah, exactly. If they're lighting up. Yeah, sm- smoking is bad. People evil will attract vampires. Uh, so yeah, we see them going along all menacing, and then we're back to our favorite place, the bronze. I don't, um, yeah, I really don't understand. This is a very, this is a, an across the pond thing that we just do not have. We don't have cockroaches, mm. to my knowledge, uh, in the there, UK. I think there are cockroaches, but it's kind of, if you never see one, you're doing very well. Oh, and right. you're, yeah, just, yeah, if your place is clean and tidy, then you I know that one. from Men in Black... Oh, yeah. That's my knowledge of cockroaches. Yeah. Um, and the the big giant one. I was watching that last week. Ugh. It's such a good film. It is. Um, <laughs> I know that they like clean places, so I don't quite understand why they're having huh. to fumigate the bronze, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the whole concept of killing cockroaches, yet again, encouraging underage drinking. Yeah. By giving drinks away. Yeah, this it's very strange. <laughs> I really don't understand. I'd love to understand. So, because I mean, you know, the law, the American laws. Are, well, it depends on which state you're in, anyway. But drinking laws and driving and voting and all the rest of it. It's all very different in the US to it to in the yeah. UK. But I know at fifteen or I mean, how were they meant to be sixteen? Yeah, I know it's sixteen even in the UK. You're not allowed to drink. No, <laughs> I just don't understand the. Because if you went to go, if you went to go into the bar, you'd have to show ID. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know obviously they can have non-alcoholic drinks, but I don't yeah. know. It, and then I, especially just... <laughs> because it's like tw- twenty-one is the drinking age, the yeah. legal drinking age over yes, of there. Course. So, yeah, it, it makes yeah. it even stranger. I know they look, they look twenty-one because shock. The actors were not sixteen-year-olds. Actually, this episode aired on Sarah Michelle Gellar's 20th birthday. Ah. So. 
happy belated birthday. There we go. Yeah, so uh, twenty years too out. late. <laughs> it came out on her birthday. Um, but yeah, anyway, we we digress. Yes, um, as as is kind of easy to do with this, as episode. I often do. <laughs> Um, but Buffy and Willow are having a, a, a chit chat over their drinks. <laughs> Buffy's not really listening to Willow because she's very obviously distracted by a boy, but not just any boy. Well, yes, because she's like, well, hmm, you know, is he a guy to to be distracted by? Because he's never around, remember? No, <laughs> I, I, I can understand what she's, you know, she's like, yeah, okay, he's good looking, and yeah, I fancy from him from a distance, but he literally turns up and says. Shit's about to go down, love. Bye. <laughs> um, and then he doesn't even help. No, he just either. leaves her to it. Yeah. And so I, I get Buffy's sort of annoyance, continued mm. annoyance with, with him. And then, of course, Willow, she just reminds everyone that she's absolutely in love or enamored with Xander still, who yeah. is completely <laughs> making a fool of himself on the dance floor. Good for him. But he tries it on with one of the girls and then finds the girl is actually dancing with her boyfriend. And and then he bumps into Cordelia and Cordelia just puts him down. Yeah. But his little remark to her is kind of... Oh. Yeah. It's so it's oh so below the belt. You know, you're just thinking, I know she's mean. <laughs> I know Cordelia isn't... She, I mean, they're just as bad as each other. Mm. And it's uncalled for. But... There's an insult and then there's just being plain nasty. Horrib- yeah. yeah. Uh, and inappropriate, calling her a hooker with what she's wearing. And she looks lovely. Yeah. And there's absolutely, I mean, you know, you're just thinking, Xander, fuck off. Just stop yeah. being a twat. I mean, you're on thin ice after the whole hyena yeah. possession incident. Yeah. Come so. on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and he joins them and. Uh, I do like w- when he says, oh, Cordelia's, you know, a regular breath of vile air. <laughs> <laughs> Which is um, kind of what he should have said in the first place. Yeah. Instead. Yeah, just say, do you know what, Cordelia, you just need, just walk away. It would have hurt her even more. But anyway, he, he can't resist and we've all been there. Buffy then decides that she's she's not feeling it. She's just pulling out, you know, the mood down for everyone. So she's going to head home, says her good nights. And I love Willow's. She's like, oh, cockroach. <laughs> Kills it and then shoves oh. it into Xander's face. Yeah. With, you know, on the end the of the The least shoot. he deserves. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Buffy senses Angel watching her. We actually see him, but then when she turns around, he's not there. But she's obviously sensed that he has been there. So yeah, it's um, it's a little on the creepy side. I I find this quite I'm like mm. and I think now as well with I say with hindsight with twilight <laughs> we know how this would have gone yeah um and you know I don't think there's anything healthy about this relationship mm. really yes they're both very attractive people and they're attracted to each other but they can't be from more different worlds and of course that is in this world, that that means you know Buffy is the Slayer and and he's a vampire. He is stalking her. He is following yeah, her. He is, and he has been doing this for quite some time. Yeah, from um, day one, really. <laughs> yeah, and his intentions 
uh, good in the sense that he wants to help her and protect her. Just go and offer your services and say, I want to help. Yeah. But yeah, he's, you know, he's watching from the sidelines and follows her back. Um, and then we get the three. So this is the first time that we see Buffy uh, coming up against a, a more formidable foe. They actually overpower her. You know, there's too many of them. And she's caught in a very, very horrible situation. And she does her Buffy banter <laughs> immediately. She does, you know, get some blocks in and swings in and, and all the rest of it. But yeah, she's caught and eventually overpowered. And then Angel appears to actually do something for once and help her out. Yes, finally, <laughs> he interjects. And I think, you know, when you're watching for the first time, you just see him from the last few episodes saying the harvest is coming. And then after the harvest is done and dusted, he then in the shadow says, oh, oh, I'll be damned. She's done it. Good. So yeah. <laughs> we, we have no concept of, of who Angel is. You know, well, originally he had no concept of who Angel was. And he can pack a punch. Mm-hmm. And he's got his own little banter going on as well, saying dogs don't bite and, or good dogs don't bite. And together they overcome the three and not before one of them whacks Angel in the ribs with a bar. I think it's like a window bar, isn't mm. it, Lily? Yeah. And then they, they head off, they run off both together and the three give chase. They head over to Buffy's house. Yeah. And, and this is really crucial. She invites him in. Yeah. And that is remarked upon. Yes. Angel's kind of telling her, don't worry, you know, they won't be able to, to get in because you have to invite a vampire in. And what is it? Buffy says something about. Yeah, she's heard that, but never put it to the test. Yeah. Um, so she'd never been in that situation. Um, and yeah, it's only a few minutes and Angel's got his shirt off, which, you know, if you're a if you're a showrunner and you want the show to be a success <laughs> with teen girls, you're gonna get this guy shirtless at the first yeah. opportunity. And it reveals to Buffy that Angel is buff. Um and he also has a tattoo on his shoulder, which mm-hmm. is I still don't know what it is. No, they they call it like a a bird or some kind of bird or something. Oh right, but I think so. It's not an angel then. I I don't know. I think they caught they said it, it's some kind of bird, but oh okay, it's got wings anyway. Yeah, a winged tattoo. He's got a Red Bull tattoo on his back. <laughs> there you go. He's got his Red Bull on. Um, and they have a bit of a. A moment. A bit of a moment. The discussion that they have, and I think this is important, is Buffy actually says, what were you doing? You know, I was lucky that you came along, but was it because you were following me? And Angel doesn't confirm or deny, um, but he's like, well, why would I do that? So he's still being cryptic guy. And he does then say, well, maybe it's because I like you. So he's giving a little away, but not a lot. And the the tension here is, yeah, you you know, you can see. Buffy's like, wastes no time in saying, get that shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> I will nurse you back to health. I mean, it's so cliche. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, and then 
I say fortunately, it's probably for the best. They're interrupted by the door opening and Joyce is returning home from the gallery. Very successful gallery for... Yeah, some little considering they haven't been there that long. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to know a little more about, you know, does she own the gallery or... Yeah. Does she just work there or... Because, I mean, she's putting in the hours mm. to suggest that it's her gallery. Yeah. She she takes stuff home with her as well. Yeah. And I think it's a bit later on. But yeah, I'd love to know, Does she, is she the boss? I think she's the boss. Yeah, she has to be. Uh, well, Buffy's absolutely shitting herself because, of course, mm. the three have literally just been banging the door down. Yeah. Um, so she pulls Joyce in and then she gets to that point, and I've definitely been here, where you're trying to avoid people meeting yeah. <laughs> who shouldn't meet. <laughs> And uh, it's very so funny. Like, this this scene. Uh, you must be exhausted. Go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. And, I'll go and get you a cup of tea. And she's like, "What have you done?" Because <laughs> there has to be something. There's always yeah. something. And Angel, I think, does the right thing here. Yeah. Uh, by presenting himself, and it just yeah, it it just takes the whole issue down by just saying, "Yes, I'm here." And I think that's showing his his age, his maturity. <laughs> Yeah. You want to call it that? <laughs> very mature. maturity um, by, you know, sort of saying, well, we have actually done nothing wrong. So Joyce meets Angel and mm. Angel is introduced to Joyce as a, a community college student or something. Yeah, because when <laughs> she's not convinced yeah. when Buffy says he's a student. She's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like community college. <laughs> um, so, uh, and he's, he's helping, helping her with, yeah. with history. Yeah. <laughs> Because she really has a problem with history that comes up in this episode a few times. Yeah, she struggles with it, apparently. And uh, Joyce points out that it's very late for for any type of learning. And Buffy then agrees and says, yes, okay, I'm heading up to bed myself. And does this fantastic holding the door open, saying goodnight, and then closing the door and Angel's behind the door. And I remember as a kid, I was like, that's a really good idea. I'm going to hold, I'm going to keep that one (laughs) just in case. (laughs) So for your parents' benefit, bye then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Buffy was a key influence in, uh, in good ideas like this. (laughs) So they head upstairs and I love how Buffy's like making this the biggest drama. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, Oh, you've got a little bit of blood on your shirt. Take the whole thing off. Um, oh, you know, these three guys who aren't there anymore. My mother came in perfectly safe, but you must stay in my room for 24 hours. Um, Just to be sure. <laughs> so, it's like, Buffy, <laughs> don't be so eager. And yeah, so they have this awkward moment. I think Angel's like, fuck, what am I doing in this room? <laughs> And uh, he says, look, I don't want to get into any more trouble. And Buffy just lays on the drama and says, no, you could die. (laughs) They could still be out there. But of course, she doesn't know that he has supernatural strength. So, and the two of us, one bed. It's like, oh, it's a bit cringe. Yeah. So, and I think it's meant to be like that. Yeah. I hope so anyway. (laughs) Yeah, it feels... It feels awkward and mm-hmm. 
you you can tell that Angel is really not comfortable. Or can you? I don't know. I mean, he, he's he's sort he of doesn't spurt. give much away. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's an odd scene. It is. Well, um, she offers him the bed because he's wounded, but he says no. He'll sleep on the floor. Yeah. Because um, he slept they, on much worse, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> which they do. You know, they head to bed. Not before we get a little more about. Yeah, there is a little exchange Sorry. where she asks him, "What does your family think of your career choice?" And he points out that they're dead. And Buffy asks him, was it vampires? And he just says it was. But you can tell he's holding something back. Yeah, it's Buffy's fact finding. And she's very good at this. Mm -hmm. Um, And she gets better and better at this as, as the seasons progress. She has this way with people where they trust her. And they trust her with their secrets and their circumstances. And and she's a very good listener, I think. And I think what's what's interesting, though, is this particular scene, even if you're watching it for the first time, you know that Angel isn't telling her everything. Yeah. And I think really as well, you know, you've got to bear in mind that we've had people like Amy with the issues with her mum, mm-hmm. you know, who, of course, was her mum and her mum was herself and and Buffy's very intuitive with people. She can see when people are in distress or they're not quite telling her everything. But she doesn't she seems very blinded by by Angel because of course the attraction to him. And you know, she she tries to edge a little closer to what it is that's driving him and trying to figure him out. And then this is just ick for me. <laughs> and I just, it doesn't feel like very good writing either. I don't know what they were trying to achieve with this. When Angel just completely, she's like, well, is this a revenge gig for you? And Angel's like, you even look pretty when you go to sleep. It's like, the fuck? Ugh. What does that even mean? Yeah, it's, ugh. It's just, that, I mean, to if me, anybody... would insinuate that he's seen her sleeping. Yeah. Alarm bells will be going off there. I'm it's... sorry, I'm like, uh, you can you can leave now. <laughs> the three, whatever they are, you can have to deal with them. You're going. Um, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed a bit out of. It just didn't seem to fit either. Of course, you know, he's just trying to distract her. But you wouldn't say. I don't know. Yeah, it just doesn't seem to gel this whole thing. Um, no. And. I don't understand the attraction that Buffy has to Angel other than the physical. Because if someone said that to her in any other situation, she'd be like, um, that's not okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something weird about it. Um, yeah. I mean, were they were they banking on people going, oh my God, that's oh, that's so romantic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Like... It's like, no, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, that's not, that's weird. That's wrong. But and then we get this, you know, they head to bed and he lies on the floor and Buffy says, "Do you snore?" Because of course, yes, we all say this <laughs> when you, you know like that awkward situation. You're like, "So do you snore?" Then and like, well, I don't know. <laughs> um, and he even comes out. Well, it's been a while since anyone's been in a position to let me know. And it's like, oh god, here we go. <sighs> yeah, and the suggestive smile as well. It's like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> See, I quite like his little smirks and his little yeah. knowing because I think it insinuates he, he's got a higher, I think there's a lot of people 
and I'm I've been guilty of this in in the past of sort of going oh angel Ugh. boring yawn mm-hmm. um but there's a lot more depth to angel yeah and I think this is why it's such a shame with this episode is they didn't really go there with that mm-hmm. they sort of touched on it for a few minutes and then sort of left it but I'm really glad that we get to see that later on um because I as I said this is a wasted opportunity this episode yeah And then we're on to the next day. And, and we're in the library. The library. Oh, our comfort zone. <laughs> it is. And uh, interesting tidbit, actually. The set for the library was obviously the main set that they had. And then they have the corridor that leads to the library. And then all the rest of the school corridors. They only had one corridor for season one. And they just redressed it and, you know, shot on different angles and things. So every single scene that you see in the corridor, and it might be a different, you know, from a different class to another classroom or classroom to library or library to somewhere else. It is just the same corridor all the way through. (laughs) So I admire how open Buffy is. (laughs) Yeah. About what happened. Mm hmm. And. Oh, can I just point something out? Because we mentioned, well, Xander's like, he spent the night in your room, in your bed. Um, and Buffy mentions, like, not in my bed, by my bed. I just cannot, uh, I just think Buffy's pillowcase, has anyone else noticed this? It's a crocheted pillowcase. I mean, that's just going to leave a pattern on your face. <laughs> and it's not going to be very comfortable at I all. I mean, God. Every literally, you know, you just think. Actually, my husband and I, we watched. So Gary, my husband, has never seen this, never seen Buffy. He knew of it. His his dad was a fan. Funny enough, and we were watching it all the way through. And it's the first thing that Gary mentioned. He was like, "Look at a pillowcase," (laughs) and it was like, "Yeah, I had exactly the same thought at the same time." So that's true. You know, that that's a perfect match, folks. Um, When when you both. When you both go, yeah, I don't like that pillowcase. <laughs> I wouldn't buy that. <laughs> but I mean, why? Why would you? Oh, I mean, have them, but you turn them over to sleep on. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just something. It comes up again and again as well, <laughs> and it's like Buffy, change the pillowcase. Yeah, it's not going to do I- your complexion any good. <laughs> <laughs> so. Apologies. Anyway, we're moving it, on. It needed to be said. Uh, it's, uh, sorry, it's got. I, I've just. Got, I've been holding on to that. I've got to get it off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Buffy is telling Xander and Willow, which I completely get about the night before, and Willow's like, "Oh my god, it's so romantic!" And did you, you know, did he? And Buffy's like, "Perfect gentleman." Except for the fact, love, that he was stalking you and then yeah. he said, you look really good looking in your sleep and he's not seen you fall asleep yet. Mm, but we'll just, you, you know, know of, yeah. Aside just from that, yeah, perfect gent. Let's overlook that. And then, and Xander is upset and agitated. Surprise, surprise. Just the men in this episode, <laughs> they're just... Something oh. to be desired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I kind of get... Xander here. He's like, <laughs> it's just, 
the oldest trick in the book. You know, Buffy's like, well, getting slashed in the ribs and trying to save my life. He's like, yeah. I mean, a guy will do anything to impress a girl. And you think, yeah, Xander probably would do something yeah. like that. Um, and he has tried to do st- stuff like that as well. But I, what I, I love is the fact that Buffy is more than happy to talk to her peers about her love life. It's the fact that Giles is also there. <laughs> And she's like, Giles, I kissed this guy last night. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like he the stuff he has to listen to. I know. It's, just... And I love his can we steer this riveting conversation back to the events that happened earlier in the evening? Let's let's, you know, talk about the three vampires who attacked you, because that's yeah. kind of important. You know, it's really fucking important. <laughs> um so he brings like this who's who of vampires and Buffy identifies the three and she comments on the uniforms because they're all in their chain mail and armor and everything and he very quickly i think this is actually quite nice how he just summarized he's like oh they're vampire warriors very proud very strong and that's really all we need to know but willow (laughs) just admires how much he knows and uh i i love this little interaction between them both it gives a little more context into Giles's power, which is it's just sheer determination and, and research, and it just takes hours. And Willow's like, how is it you always know this stuff? You always know what's going on. I never know what's going on. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, well, you weren't here from midnight until six researching it. <laughs> She's like, no, I was sleeping. <laughs> Like a normal person. Um, it's great. It's it's so yeah. I, I really like that little I do I love the Giles Willow dynamic. Yeah. Um and uh, we I say we do we see that grow, but it it's not as in your face as the, the Buffy Giles dynamic, I don't know. But which you know, of course it shouldn't be, but but yeah, it's you get these little snippets throughout and um and I think Willow really sees the effort and and the work that Giles puts in because she's a hard worker as well. I think she looks up to him because of that. So we find out basically that the three will, what will happen is they'll offer their own lives to the master in penance for having failed. And then he will eventually send somebody else. And then when we cut to the lair, that's exactly what's happening. <laughs> they are offering yes. themselves to him. And yeah, he's kind of he's saying all this stuff about, you know, not getting much pleasure from from killing them, but we see Darla and she's very excited about <laughs> about this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I think she she just wants to be involved, isn't she? And she's been told, yeah. "No, you're too close to the situation." The master is sort of giving Colin, the anointed one, a bit of a lesson, a how-to. And um, you know, he he essentially says taking a vampire life is a serious matter you know it shouldn't be done without good reason good cause you know said it it brings very little joy to me um and he and colin walk off while darla then executes the three for the master and then we're we're back to the the school yeah i love this scene yeah the library sign closed for filing comes out (laughs) (laughs) He's filing, back tomorrow. Right. 
like, oh, that's what it is. Because um, in the previous library scene, um, Giles mentions that, you know, they're going to need to step up their training with weapons. So we see Buffy going through crossbows, but Giles tells her that she's going too big there. She needs to start yeah. simple <laughs> with the, the quarter stuff. Yeah. And um, we finally find out what the cage is for. Yeah. Um, so all, all the, the combat tools are hidden away and locked away. And Giles is, <laughs> he's ready is for, just... he looks like he's about to go and play ice hockey. He does. <laughs> or the, um, oh. or gla- do you remember Gladiators? Yes, I loved that. It was a fan, Gladiators, ready! I watched it every week, I loved it. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, I actually saw it once live. Oh, wow. And it was incredibly disappointing and boring. <laughs> Okay, um, not well. <laughs> yeah, it was. You didn't actually know that it was all happening, mm. um, and uh, you were just there for for filler because they just couldn't put CGI crowds in at the time. But yeah, I had you know like the big glove, you know the the thing, yeah. the finger glove. I had one of those. It cost, <laughs> me, cost me ten quid. Oh wow! Which was a lot of money back then. Yeah, and I love Buffy sort of going. Trials twentieth century. Not going to be fighting Friar Tuck. And I'm going to claim that as my favourite line in You're, this episode. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is good. Uh, I think it's it's very close for me as well. Um, I'm not sure yet. I I think that there's maybe one more coming up, but mm. that is definite Buffy banter. It's just something about Giles that brings it out in her. Yeah. <laughs> she can't resist <laughs> taking the piss, which I just love. Um, and Giles is, you know, his typical self again. He's just completely ignores her and it's like, you never know with whom or what you'll be fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and he puts on this, this helmet um, and, uh, and he's like, put on your pads. He's like, I don't need pads to fight you. And um, he's like, oh, really? We'll see. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we will see, actually. We will. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, he lost like two seconds. <laughs> Um, he he's literally back on the floor, yeah. and uh, she sta- I love how she stands over him, like with her <laughs> with her stat uh, with her um, quarter staff, yeah. like little pose, and and he's like, yeah, let's move on to the crossbow. <laughs> it's like Prince Charles on the floor, giving it all the all the bravado, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> it took me two seconds, mate, to move on to this crossbow. I've earned it. <laughs> He says, let, let, let's move on, shall we? Um, <laughs> so, and, uh, and we do. So we head back to um, Buffy's house. I love Buffy's house. Yeah, wish I lived there. Yeah. Not when all the shit's going on, you know. No, no. Quiet times. I love the door. I've got a thing about mm-hmm. doors anyway. I'm impressed with that one. I quite yeah. like, you know, like the three windows. It's nice, nicely done. And... Um, she heads, still there. Yeah, I, I fuck knows why he's still in. I don't understand this. And again, would Buffy not be like, "Why are you still here?" Yeah, the danger's passed. What you just okay. eating my cereal and making yourself at home? Well, she brings him a bag of veg. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you think I I admire the effort, Buffy, but she's like, "Oh, there's no plate." <laughs> Oh dear. If you've managed to squirrel your food into a plastic bag, 
under your mother's nose. Surely you could have just taken a plate and say, I'm just going to, I'm going to take a snack upstairs. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's odd. So, I mean, he looks at it like, I mean, he looks at it like I would look at it. <laughs> to be fair, I think what the fuck am I meant to do with this? Um, they have, they have another catch up, don't they? So she's like, oh, what did you do all day locked away in my room instead of leaving? <laughs> and he mentions that he read a little. I do think this is funny. Uh, she she jumps to conclusions, let's say, and assumes that he read her diary and freaks out, goes on a big spiel about, you know, making excuses for what was in there. Uh, what was it? A doesn't stand for angel. It's <laughs> accident. <laughs> the ex- foreign exchange student. <laughs> and his eyes, they're not penetrating. Uh, I was meant to say bulging. um so yeah bless her she literally spills her innermost secrets when she didn't need to and uh angel sort of said no i didn't read your diary your mum came in and straightened up and moved your diary and again so much her acting here yeah she's like oh oh It's great. Oh, and then Angel's right back into the, um, I'm going to be really serious about this and mm. I've been thinking about you all day. But I can't be around you. I can't because, be around you. Because of what I am. and It's all very cryptic, but he does mention he's older than her. And yes. she says, how old? It's like, oh, if you only knew. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he wants to kiss her. So he's going to do it anyway. Yeah. So um, they kiss and then they kiss again. A lot. And then they kiss again. And it gets very impassioned. And it goes on for quite some time. And it's it's very audible. Yeah. As well. I think that's the one <laughs> thing about Buffy and Angel kissing. It's very sloppy every time. It is. And I... I Genuine, I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's so loud, so so loud. Uh, but um, on this particular occasion, she we've all been there, girl. She nips him on the lips, and um, he pulls away, and he then spins back and growls at her. Oh, I should say that he has a vampire face. He's not just growling yeah. at. Her. It's kind of important. Just... <laughs> oh yeah, and his face is different. Yeah, his face is completely. What what is it? His true demonic visage. <laughs> visage. Visage. Sorry, his true demonic visage uh, is uh, is is it is visible, and uh, visible yeah, he's visage. he is he is a vampire. Done. Um, which I don't. Do you remember this being a surprise? Oh. I mean, they've been dropping little hints all along. I mean, the very first time they met, he said, I don't bite. But he said it in a very sort of wink, wink kind of way. Yes. Which I know might go over some people's heads in the moment, but it kind of brings you back to that and goes, oh, yeah, that's what yeah. he meant. And then even in this episode, just leading up to this, the big reveal, there's all these references to, you know, inviting them into your house and which she has just done with him yes and it's like oh well i've never done that before 
It's like, and I know as well though that there's so many fans that miss Buffy saying, "Come on, get in." Mm. Um, uh, I think she actually says, "Get in, come on," uh, and it, I mean it is. It's if you tucked into a bag of crisps at that moment, you'd probably miss it. Yeah. Um, and um, I do think though, if I was, if this was another show and I was watching it for the first time. I would probably I'd be like bet that guy's a vampire. Yeah, he's giving me vampy vibes. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's tall, dark, handsome. You only see him at night. Mm. He wears black. <laughs> he only turns up when there's trouble. When there's danger, you know. He knows all about the vampires. Uh, yeah, Won't I mean, tell her who he is or where he lives. So, <laughs> but I think they did a good job of, uh, particularly this episode, of uh, hiding it until this moment you know so it was a reveal and yeah, seven episodes in it's impressive yes yeah I know he wasn't now, in all of them but no and but he's he's referred to his mentioned several times and uh, I think I think they did well with this and uh, and of course you know he slides out of the the, the room over the roof lands on the ground and, and fucks off basically eventually it's only taken him 24 hours to leave home yeah room. Um, and um, Buffy is screaming, which is another cracking scream mm. from Buffy. And uh, her mother comes running in and she's clearly terrified for, for Buffy, saying, you know, what what is it? What's the matter? And it's like the first bit of concern that Joy shows. <laughs> and, uh, and Buffy's like, oh, I just saw a shadow. You're thinking, fuck me, love, bloody, really? <laughs> So, um, it's been a hell of a shadow, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it wasn't a surprise because I watched the series completely out of order because I saw, I well, I saw when she was bad, that was my first ever episode I saw, and I then asked my dad to go and get all the series, the box sets, and of course, you know, it wasn't the case of, oh, yeah, I'm just going to spend all this money. I had to wait. I had to earn it, you know, pocket money and all the rest of it. Um, so he, he he came back and he bought he bought the cheapest box set, which was actually just part one and two of becoming not the whole series oh. that I'd asked for. <laughs> and uh, in my haste, I put it on, thinking I asked for season one. I said, "Can you get me season one?" Yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> he didn't buy me season one. I had no idea what they were called. I, you know. And I put it on and I was like, the fuck is going on? <laughs> no concept uh, of what was going on. So I then had to wait and then get season one. So it actually it ruined everything for me. So I sort of knew vaguely what was yeah. happening. But yeah, I, me- I remember thinking, oh my God, he is, you know, this is when it happened. And, and I was always quite uh, struck by how long it took Buffy to realise that he was a vampire. <laughs> We're on the steps of Sunnydale High. Yeah. Uh, and once again, <laughs> I love the fact that Giles is hovering in the background while Buffy is yeah. going into great detail about how she kissed him and everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she even says she's like, one minute we were kissing, and the next, looking at <laughs> looking at Giles, can a vampire be a good person? And I, yeah, I, I love how trusting she is uh, of yeah. him because, you know, uh, and again, I think this proves the point that we discussed, was it episode one we were chatting, mm-hmm. that Giles is not, I don't, I, I can't understand how he's a father figure to her. 
I think no. he's a lot more than that. I think he's... you wouldn't tell your dad this shit. Like, no, face it. no. I mean, she's not told her mum. No, um, she's arguably closer to Giles at this point than she is to yeah. her own mother. Yes, know? in a very uh, different way from yeah. how you'd be with a parent or a parent he's just, figure. He's just an older friend, I think. Yeah, um, benevolent so he, uncle, as Anthony yeah. used to say. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely got sort of you know cool uncle vibes. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, I love how she's just like, "Hey, gang, want to know what happened to me?" <laughs> So, of course, she informs them Angel is a vampire mm. and they they don't understand how he's led Buffy on. And Buffy asks, you know, Giles, can a vampire be a good person? And he gives her the facts because what Giles and Xander are saying are essentially the same. Yeah. But Xander has got and it does make me laugh when he sits down and says, let's be objective. <laughs> about this you know let's be calm and objectively think which of course Xander is not being objective about Angel and Buffy and what Buffy needs to do Giles however is just presenting her with the facts which Mm -hmm. is a vampire isn't a person they'll have the memories and the personality of the person that they used to be but the demon is completely in charge there's no halfway. There's no such thing as a good vampire. And Buffy's, you know, doing her thing again. She's like, well, is this the master's plan? You know, what, what is it? Why is he trying to, why was he being good to me? Why did he help me? And, uh, and then this is when Xander's like, let's be objective. Angel's a vampire. You're a slayer. It's obvious what you have to do. And then Giles, so even Xander's like, come on, Giles, back me up here. And he and, does say, well, it is a slayer's duty. Yes. You, know? you can't contradict it's him. It's factual again. Yeah. He's Whereas just you know him. that Xander is coming from a place of, oh, this is my opportunity to swoop in there. Yes. And um, Xander even says, like, yeah, I know you've got feelings for him, but it's not like you're in love with him. <laughs> and uh, and Buffy doesn't, doesn't deny this. And it sends Xander off the hedge. Um, <laughs> And then this this Cordy moment happens. Yeah, he's like, "You're in love with a vampire? Are you out of your mind?" And Cordelia just appears like, "What?" Yeah. And so he pretends that he actually said umpire, and of course, Cordelia immediately loses interest. <laughs> yeah, she's she not her, about that. She turns her attentions to a girl who's wearing the same dress as her. <laughs> is this a knockoff? Isn't it? It is. Some cheesy knockoff, and she makes some comment about free trade agreements <laughs> so and uh, i think buffy sort of she's like and we think we're having problems yeah uh, so you know just puts it into perspective but i like that though you know you get this stark reality of you know buffy's having to deal with this and then literally what's passing her by is normal life again yeah um <laughs> so and then we see angel's apartment which is very dark I really know, like this apartment. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it does. Uh, all the artwork on the wall, it does give me Hannibal Lecter vibes, though. <laughs> yeah, because that's what he did in his cell. Um, admittedly from memory, so I'm guessing Angel has got the same sort of memory as Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> which I don't know if that's a good comparison. Probably not the best comparison. 
Uh, but of course, someone else is in there waiting for him. And it is Dala. So it's like, oh, they know each other. She's saying all these things like, remember Budapest, turn of the century. So they go way back. Yeah, way, way, way back. And I I don't know, it was quite nice to hear sort of the sort of the mindset of a soulless vampire mm. and uh, how she's like, oh, those natural disasters are the best. You know, you can just pick fruit off the vine, all the panic, all the rest of it. You're thinking, huh, okay. Later on, they, they call back to this, which is, I, I like. But Dala is there to remind Angel that he isn't one of them, even though he is living above ground. She proves her point by opening up his blind. Yeah, which um, allows the sunlight to come in on him. Yeah, and um, and then, you know, Angel says, well, I'm not one of you either. Mm. So, And at this point, you know, we still don't know what, what Angel is. We know he's a vampire, but there's obviously this, there's more afoot. But Dala, she tells him that he can only suppress his true nature for so long. Yeah. And so we, we can see, yeah, he's not like the others. There's something else. There's not something yeah. different. And she opens up the refrigerator. <laughs> and, and there's loads of blood hanging from bags inside. Mm. So we're getting it, you know, it's painting a picture of, of Angel. Um, and I think this is potentially my favorite line mm. when Dala says you're not exactly living off a quiche <laughs> <laughs> it just I mean of all the things to say that he could live off I know <laughs> it's quiche <laughs> <laughs> and um, and she's goading him she's like you know I know what you hunger for what you need you can't be ashamed of it. It's your true nature. You know, I can feel it. I can feel the want brewing inside of you, all the rest of it. Uh, and it's a, I mean, there's a lot of tension between these two as well. There's clearly a lot yeah. of history there. And then Dala says, well, tell her, tell her about the curse. You know, I might be underestimating her. Maybe she'll come round. And then we're back to the library. Mm-hmm where Giles has found a lot of helpful information um, on, well, we find out that Angel way back was called Angelus and he lived in my neck of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of hundred years ago. 240 he is yeah. in age. He was an evil vampire <laughs> until about 80 years before coming to the shores of the U.S., after wreaking havoc in Europe for several decades. Yes. Um, and crucially, there is no record of him hunting in America. Yes. So that all stopped at some point. Yeah, and Willow's very, she, it latches onto that. She's like, oh, he's, see, he's not killed anyone. He's good. <laughs> and Xander is still, I mean, I think combined, this is Buffy's <laughs> discussion are from all angles, you know, Giles is there still presenting the facts. Mm. You know, he's, I don't think he even gives an opinion. Willow is, of course, she's being the, the optimistic one and Xander is being the, I said the objective one, but he's got his own objective. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, he's, he's essentially, he's saying you can't be with Angel. And I think they're all right. 
they all have a point you know of course and it doesn't help Buffy Buffy's still it's only Buffy who can make this decision but um I think the other thing as well where um it's not a line but it's the moment where Xander clears his throat and they all stop to listen to what he says (laughs) it's like I've, I've got nothing to say um I think that's just a brilliant timing so so good you can really see that the group they're coming into their, their their power now yeah um you know their 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 vibe all all four of them are really good i like this scene i think it works really well and despite willow's optimism that angel is a good guy xander then you know brings it back to reality and says what was he like before he came mm. and giles you can tell he's regrettably saying this and he sort of says, well, he was a vicious, violent animal, um, mm. like all of them. And then we're, we're back to see all the vicious, violent animals in their lair. Yeah, where Darla is continuing to ask the master to please let her take care of the slayer. Um, but then she suggests that Angel kills Buffy and comes back into the fold. So we kind of learned that he used to be one of them as well. Giles obviously has found out, but he seems to have been out of the loop for, for quite a while. And the master talks about how he has missed him. So I think we kind of get a sense of Angel having been a particularly vicious vampire, yeah. particularly nasty. Yeah. The fact is that you know, he was, he's revered by the master and loved by Dala, you know, there's there's a lot of history there and it's a couple of hundred years of history as well. So, and then we're, we're cutting back to the library. So we, we're getting this, the, the, the back and forth now. So things are just speeding up. We're heading towards the end of the episode and Buffy and Willow are studying history and Buffy's not paying any attention, bless her. No. She's still thinking about Angel being a vampire. Yeah. They mention the civil war. Well, Willow mentions the the subject being the civil war that they're that they're studying, and uh, and then Buffy brings it right back to Angel, puts it into context. It's like, yeah, he'd be a like a hundred with change. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Willow, I think you get that little hint. You get this a little bit later on as well. There's a lovely scene in season two between Willow and Buffy when she's tutoring. Buffy uh, and Willow's like are we going to talk about boys or are we going to pass history mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they at this point they decide that they're going to talk about boys and Willow sort of gives a little more insight into her fantasy with Xander and you think oh bless her because it's I think sometimes you forget that she really likes Xander yeah because they, they're obviously their friends first and it, it's not as overpowering mm. Um, as as their friendship and she kind of makes it clear as well that she's not going to do anything about it she's not going to tell yeah. him how she feels i know um and all along darla is snooping around mm. and the face that she yeah. makes when she Ooh. hears buffy has kissed angel oh my word if looks yeah. could kill um but of course she overhears all about you know the history and civil war and all the rest of it and Willow then, <laughs> Willow does her thing where she thinks out loud <laughs> and then spirals 
And she inadvertently gives Buffy a new perspective where she's like, oh, you'll st- he'll stay young and handsome forever and you'll get wrinkly and, and end up dying. And, and what about the children? <laughs> you think, oh, that's uh, basically the Twilight series. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's it's just a bit of back and forth. And Buffy realizes that, you know, she's like, no, Xander is right. You know, I am the Slayer. He's a vampire. Oh, God, I can't do it, but... He's never hurt me, but she's conflicted. Yeah. And then, again, sets up the scene. She's like, right, another half hour of study, and then I'm heading home. Mm. Darla hears all of this, heads off. Yeah, so we know house. it's going to get ugly. So we have Joyce having coffee at home. She's busy working on something. Here's a noise, goes to investigate. She opens the door, nobody there, but we do see Darla lurking outside the window yeah, this with her jump. <laughs> creepy vampire face it's like Whoa. so then she knocks at the door again I never know why people don't just ring the bell it's always a little a creepy is there little a bell knock. oh maybe there isn't I don't I mean, know we, we don't we've only just got a bell at, at home mm. but yeah it might not she might not have a doorbell yeah she might not give her a break S- scrap that <laughs> <laughs> so she knocks at the door and yes Darla's there. She basically introduces herself as a friend of Buffy's and like, oh, did she not tell you that I was coming over to, you know, for a, a study session, basically? Um, so Joyce knows that Buffy is supposed to have been with Willow, but it's kind of she fobs her off with a, oh, well, you know, Willow's the the civil war expert, and I'm Yes. The in the war of independence. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Joyce invites her in. Oh no. Makes a yeah. point of inviting her in. And Are you she hungry? says, <laughs> Yeah. She's like, oh, yes. And she also says, Thank you for inviting me into your I'm, home. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, dis- it, yeah, it just disintegrates really quickly. Um, yeah. Darla vamps out. She bites Joyce. Mm. Angel hears this, the screams because he, turns up, contemplates, knocking at the door, changes his mind, walks away, and then hears screaming. So he's like, oh shit, something's happened. So in he goes, and yeah, not he's not impressed that Darla has been feasting on Joyce. No. <laughs> and, and she tries to, she offers him some as well. Yeah, so this was her, pl- her ploy all along, um, mm. was to set Angel up um, in the hope that he would either feed which is great in Darla's eyes, or she's timed it perfectly for when Buffy comes home yeah, and uh, throws Joyce, who's now unconscious, uh, into, into Angel's arms. arms. Uh, he's vamped out. Trying and, to resist the urge. Yeah, he's, you know, he's doing his heavy breathing thing. <laughs> um, and he's like... <sighs> and Buffy walks in and sees him looking very, very... Menacing and hungry and all the rest of it. So. Panting. <laughs> Very panty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as you do, she throws him through a window. <laughs> I love this. It's brilliant. Brilliant Buffy moment. <laughs> Fucking get out of my house. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to throw you out, literally, <laughs> through the glass. And she says if he comes near them again, she'll kill him. And she means it. Yes. And she calls an ambulance for Joyce, tells them... 
my mother's cut herself. She's lost a lot of blood. And then Xander and Willow arrive to see. Which I don't understand. Mayhem. No. I don't understand why they turn up, but, you know, mm. it's because it's Sunnydale. Yeah, um, we, we never find out why, no, it's why really, they ran into the house. Yeah. Um, and bearing in mind, you know, they're normally so good at explaining and, yeah. and setting up scenes. The they only thing to arrive. The only thing I can think of is that they just happened to be walking by and saw a lot of broken glass. And yeah, but I, it still doesn't I make sense. No, it doesn't. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Um, what also doesn't make any sense <laughs> is Giles rushing through the the hospital corridor. He's, he's got that scarf, that lovely scarf on oh, again. A little lovely little paisley tootle <laughs> tootle scarf, and um. And I have to say, this whole scene, I think I'd pick this as my favourite scene. Right. In the episode. Yeah. It's, it's mine's a bit not of... come up yet. Yeah. It's, uh, mine's <laughs> on its way. I do like this scene, though. But yeah, so Joyce is fine and Buffy's conversing with her mum, trying to find out what happened. And um, Joyce is, <laughs> you can see the, sort of the, again, real life where, you know, the, the doctors have said, oh, you must have slipped and caught yourself on a barbecue fork and she's like but we don't even have a barbecue <laughs> fork <laughs> and Joyce also asks the the question that everyone is asking is why are you here who who are you and as she's she looking at Giles she thinks he's a doctor like dressed like yeah. that and so Buffy says oh this is Mr Giles and Straight away it clicks. She's heard all about him. She knows he's the librarian. Yeah. Um, what are you she, doing here? <laughs> she does, yeah, quite reasonably wonders, why is your school librarian here? And I love when she, well, he says, I just wanted to pay, pay my respects. It's like she's died. <laughs> uh, and then she says, oh, the teachers really do care in this town. <laughs> yeah, bless her. Yeah. Um, and... So they they all convert. They they have a little another mini meeting outside, and you know Buffy's berating herself mm. for leaving for this happened. for too long. Yeah. Um. And Xander, I think, redeems himself a little. You know, saying this is not your fault, Buffy. It's but you just know in the next line he's like, yeah, but Angel's a vampire. We knew this already. It's not mm. your fault. This is his nature. He doesn't actually say that, but you can. I think. If he had yeah. the chance, he would have said it. And she wants to go and kill Angel, but Giles stops her and he says, you know, this is going to take more than a simple stake. So. And I think the other thing as well, Willow says, you know, just because you care about somebody, you can't switch that off. You can't change that by. And Buffy then finally says the word killing him. You know, she's, mm. she said, I, I think I think I need to do this now. That's when, of course, Giles says you're going up against quite a foe, and you know you you need more than just a stake. And then we get the Buffy montage, preparing the crossbow, which she has perfected in two point four seconds uh, when yeah. she was. Oh, well, she's had training. She's yeah. she's had her training, and um, she's a quick learner. And then we, we also get. Have- Darla trying to tempt Angel yeah, back to the dark more side. Goading. Um, yeah. So Angel's like, just leave me alone. You know, it's all gone to shit. You've ruined it. Thanks. She's like, look, you know, what's she going to think of you now? 
She's preparing her crossbow as we speak, actually. Yeah, she's going to kill you. <laughs> and then we get this fantastic shot of her aiming her crossbow at the smoking sucks <laughs> poster. Yeah. That's the theme again. <laughs> yeah. So Buffy is on patrol outside the bronze and we are cutting back as well to Giles chatting to Joyce at her hospital bed about the trouble that Buffy's been having with history. (laughs) I I like that line, actually, that, you know, Buffy, she very much lives in the now. And history, of course, is very much about the then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And but Joyce mentions... Her study buddy. Yeah, so she she says, well, she's studying with Willow and Darla. Uh, and, of so. course, Giles is not familiar with who Darla is. And that's when Joyce really, she says, well, that's who's who was over. And Giles, of course, puts two and two together mm. and volunteers to go and make sure that Darla is okay, which impresses Joyce no end. She said, that school is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That teacher is amazing. It's like the pastoral care is just... We know this, Joyce. <laughs> Join the club. And um, so Willow and Xander and Giles, they head out knowing that Darla uh, is the vampire that's after Buffy, presumably. Mm. So they, they can see this is a trap. I don't know how Giles has jumped to that conclusion, but he's jumped to the conclusion. <laughs> um, so we head to the bronze and Angel is waiting in the shadows for Buffy. Mm. And Buffy's on the hunt with her crossbow. And this is the, I think, oh, is this my favourite scene? It's a bit later on, but it's the bronze again. <laughs> Can you tell I like the bronze? And, <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and they have this back and forth where, you know, Angel, I really like his tone because it sounds as if he's, him, his old self yeah and he's like well i'm just an animal right you know and he's he's happy he just wants to get this done so i think he sort of he realizes that he's going to die because he's not going to kill buffy and they have a fight where you know angel jumps up and disappears and then she's aiming the crossbow and all the rest of it and it's all i I love this, you know, with, with the crossbow side of things. It's 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 pretty heated and it's cool. Mm. Uh, and of course, Angel's in his vampire face as well now, um, until Buffy trains her crossbow on him. She gets him in her sight, and then he morphs back to his very nice looking human form, and it I think pulls Buffy out of the hunt, and she fires off what is a warning shot and she also asks him why yeah, he didn't attack her she wants when he to had know why yeah she she wants to know more uh, and again this is buffy fact finding she, she she does find out about people and she's very good at it and um you know she she's like well why did you make me feel for you you know if you just wanted to kill me and you know i've never hated a vampire before and this is where he really sounds like He's, he's his old self and she's like, you attack my family. And he's like, well, why not? I killed mine. Mm. And he confesses you know, he killed their friends and their friends' children for a hundred years. 
I killed everyone and I did it with a song in my heart. And then he explains that he fed on this very beautiful girl about your age mm. and her clan of Romany gypsies uh, took a, f- a huge offence to it, but they also had the power to punish him um, and they restored his soul. Which kind of ties up the whole thing and explains why he is struggling so much with his emotions, his feelings for Buffy and why he doesn't just want to kill her outright or anyone else. And he has, you know, he has a conscience. He has, he feels remorse now. And having done what he did for all that time, he's, you know, he's been grappling with that for, um, well, we know for, for 80 years. And he tells Buffy he didn't bite Joyce. Mm. And I think this bit, he's like, well, I wanted to kill her. I wanted to bite her. And you can see he's grappling with his conscience again of who he is. You know, he's being torn. He's being pulled in different directions. Mm. Um, And uh, and he says, you know, I wanted to kill you as well. And Buffy offers herself up. Yeah. Playing Um, a dangerous game, but she's testing him. And, but again, she's, she's so intuitive is is Buffy. She knows, Mm. she knows and I think that's her showing her faith in, in him and, and, and belief in him. It's a really powerful scene and, and it's interrupted by, by Darla. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're into the, you know, the fast cutting back and forth, setting up the final scene. Mm. Um, so um, we, get, we get an update with where uh, Giles Willer and, and Xander are. They're, they're heading toward, they keep looking for Buffy, heading towards the bronze. So we know that they're on their way. Yeah, um, and Darla's doing a lot of taunting Buffy about how she and Angel used to be involved. She says she made him. Yes, um, and she's taunting him for how he feels about Buffy. And Buffy's banter is completely chef's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's funny actually when when we were watching this, I was like, oh, it's a different outfit for Darla. She's wearing red, yeah, like a red cardigan. And Buffy also mentions the outfit when Darla says, do you know what the saddest thing in this world is? And Buffy's like, bad hair on top of that outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yes, so Darla, of course, she mentions that she made Angel, that they were involved with each other romantically as well for several generations. And again, Buffy banter. She's like, well, you've been around since Columbus. You are bound to pile up a few exes. You're older than him, right? Just between us girls, you are looking a little worn around the eyes. And then we get the most epic fight <laughs> thus far, I think. It's really something, this it's fight. It's brilliant. It's very Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, But Darla presents these um, handguns. <laughs> yeah, two of them. It's like, oh. Um, Buffy's, you know, she does this really cool kick. Thing and she brings up the, the crossbow again, which um, seems to automatically reload, um, <laughs> much like these pistols do. Yeah. And um, uh, Darla shoots Angel, confirms uh, just again, just on a whim, that bullets can't harm vampires. No, they can they, hurt but like they hell. Hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this fight ensues, and it is literally just a gunfight. Yeah. Uh, it's like proper western. <laughs> um, and um, outside of the bronze. The, the gang have just arrived and they overhear then all of the, the gunfight. Yeah. Um, and uh, they know to to sneak in, essentially. They know where they're going now. 
this is my favourite scene, when Dahl is stood on the pool table and Buffy fires around into her gut, misses her heart. Yeah. And then Buffy pulls the pool table out from under Dala and then pushes it with a huge amount of force. <laughs> and Dala is on her back and it's so cool. <laughs> She's just firing away at Buffy. It's awesome. It's I think that's it's so Tarantino. You're sitting there, you're thinking, everyone is gonna die. If this was a Tarantino, everyone would die apart from one person. <laughs> so uh, but yeah, so the gang's all cr- crawling um on, on the upper level. So they're trying to distract Darla. So Willow shouts to Buffy that it was Darla who attacked Joyce and not Angel. Willow does a really good job, but automatically puts them all in danger when Darla shoots up at them. Giles just gets the party started (laughs) (laughs) by starting all the strobe lights. I love it. He's learned a lot from being in the bronze, you know, with all the youngsters. That's where he was. <laughs> That's what he was doing up there last time. <laughs> he was actually the lighting. That's yeah. what he was in charge of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the, the, the lower scene, it's, it's quite cool because, you know, Dahl is still firing at Buffy and, and you just see this, you know, the strobe movement, which is very Blade. There's a moment in that that reminds me of it. And it's actually Angel who rips out one of the crossbows that Buffy had shot at him. Uh, he ripped it out of the wall and stabs Starla in the back mm. um, and kills his maker. I love Buffy's expression as well. Like it just, her face says so much. Yes. When that happens. Yeah. And there's a very silent interaction between them both before Angel turns and leaves and Buffy watches him go. And when we're back in the lair, the master is very pissed off. He's throwing stuff around. He's roaring and shouting. Yeah. And Colin's like, forget her. She was <laughs> she was weak. You don't need her. I'll bring you the slayer. Which um, I, I know he's the anointed, but it's very, it's like this little boy is just, oh, he, he, it's too much. He knows too much and he's, it's very unsettling. Yeah. And this, this bit is just really weird. This unsettles me, where he's like, come on. And he, Colin gives his hand to the master. Ugh, yeah. The master takes his hand and they walk off. They're like, where yeah. are you off to? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> where oh. are you going? Um, and then later on, so last scene, we're in the bronze again. And it's the post-fumigation party, <laughs> which uh, basically means there's hardier cockroaches. And... Yeah. Willow immediately brings it around. She's like, have you heard from Angel? No, it's weird. Because I feel like he's still watching me. (laughs) And Willow's like, oh, well, he is. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's right over there. Yeah. And Buffy heads over and Xander's like, I don't need to see this. (laughs) So (laughs) um, he's just had enough of of the whole Buffy Angel thing. And... um, this song uh, that's playing is lovely. It's called I'll Remember You um, mm. by Sophie Zelmani. And uh, it's a very sweet song and it's very romantic. And I just point out, actually, every song that is played that you that you hear, that it's played over, particularly, of course, at the bronze, because it's best suited, where something 
is happening, something is, is occurring. They all have a, an underlying theme. So I'll remember you. That is also, that's worth remembering, ironically. <laughs> um, but, um, but yes, we'll remember is, it. Yes, uh, that's, that's worth remembering. Um, but the, the interaction between Buffy and Angel, they essentially, they say, look, you know, this can't happen. I'm older than you. And Angel's like, yeah, I've just got to walk away from this. And, and of course, n- neither of them walk away. Yeah. Um, and they close in for a kiss. And <laughs> it's it's lovely. It, it is. It's sweet. And um, Xander's like, <laughs> just cuts to Xander's like, what's going on? Um, and he's like, as long as they're not kissing. And Willow's like, no, like, no, no. no, no. <laughs> um, and once they separate, Buffy and Angel separate, you can tell Angel is completely breathless. He's been swept away by Buffy. And she's like, painful, I know. And she's essentially, <clears throat> she's saying goodbye to him. It's definitely a goodbye kiss. Mm. And what we don't realize is Angel is breathless because the crucifix, the cross that Buffy has on her neck which is the one that he gave her has burnt a mark into his chest from Mm -hmm. how close they were um and that is the end of the episode yes quite a lot happened (laughs) yeah considering i was like oh i don't really like this episode yeah um we got there we got i've enjoyed talking about it with you (laughs) yeah so have I. Still wouldn't be, like, my verdict overall is unchanged, but... Yes. It was yeah. important, but could have been more, I think, is how I would sum it up. So I know you've mentioned your favourite scene, mm-hmm. um, and I've just mentioned that I, I love that particular moment with Darla on the, the Tarantino gun thing. Um but my favourite scene has got to be that last scene. I thought that was really, really good. It was very powerful. It just, I think it sort of sets, because you, you know that Buffy said goodbye, mm. but you know that that's not going to be it. Yeah, no, not they, by a long shot. The end drop in that one. Your best line? Was when Buffy said, Giles, 20th century, I'm not going to be fighting Friar Tuck. Yeah, Friar Tuck. Mine has got to be the quiche from Darla. <laughs> just is brilliant. Um, favourite outfit? Uh, I think Cordelia's dress and also it's tied in with just how funny that moment yeah. was. Uh, her knockoff dress. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, is it's Angel's outfit. I think the first scene when we see him, it's the outfit he takes off. <laughs> so mm. <laughs> um, I think the, you know, the, just the simple tee with the, uh, it's actually Hugo Boss duster jacket that he wears. Um, and at the, at the time, uh, it cost a thousand pounds. Oh, so wow. yeah. Um, which for Hugo Boss is not a huge amount of money, but mm. um, your I guess favorite... vampires have an eternity to spend money anyway. Exactly. Yeah, so he's <laughs> obviously got a lot of lot of cash on him. Favorite character? Yeah this this was a tricky one. I nobody really stood out to me as a favorite, but I think we both did mention how, how pivotal Joyce is as a character in this episode. Yes, yeah. Because we haven't seen her for a while. No, and she's very pivotal. She's actually the first major character to be bitten by a vampire. Mm. And and for her character development as well, she meets 
the Scoobies. Yeah. Well, they all invite themselves along to the hospital. <laughs> um, but she also, of course, she meets Angel as well. And mm. um, yeah, I think it's I think it's good progress for fleshing out the wider Buffy verse that makes the show, of course. But yeah, I'm really struggling to say who my favourite character is. I think the most sort of valuable character in this episode is I think Darla's really good. I think mm. she's the one that she's the catalyst for everything that's happening. Yeah. And um as much as I find her really annoying, I thought she was really good in this. <laughs> yeah, I it she fleshed was. her out. Yeah. I think it was time as well for her because otherwise it's like, well, who the who the hell is this this blonde vampire? She just keeps turning up and she's like, oh master. <laughs> Um, and she didn't really have anything going for her until mm. this episode. I also have another tidbit about Angel, actually. And it, it actually refers to, there's a line that was cut in the pack. And I'd have told you this if, if I'd have known. And it's actually what Xander says to Buffy when he's got her up against the, in the classroom, when he's trying to, you know, the whole felony sexual assault thing. <laughs> and he mentions, he's like, oh, you know, I know you like, your guy's bad. And they change it for him to say angel. But before mm. then, he actually says, oh, you know, you mean the tall, dark, handsome motorcycle rider or something like that. And of course, it makes no sense if you look at the rest of the, the series as it, as it was. But originally, we were meant to see angel for the first time arrive on a motorbike. So there we go. Mm. Um, so, uh, and I think David Barian is actually mentioned in his audition. He had to ride a motorbike oh. as well. So, and also he was meant to always, he was always going to be a vampire. Um, but he was not always going to be Buffy's love interest. So this was later decided, mm. which might suggest why he isn't really in it until yeah. now. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I know like a lot of p people have a lot of different feelings about whether that was a good or a bad route to go down. But if he hadn't been, I, I don't know. I can't, I'm struggling to see how else they would have developed his character if they hadn't gone down that road. Well, that he was always going to be a vampire. Yeah. So whether they were going to give him a, a reason for being a good vampire, which I understand obviously this gets fleshed out much much in more detail a bit later on um there is a lot of sort of back and forth that joss whedon had about how to explain all of that mm. and it was literally the last minute when they said ah okay and it clicked for him the whole story the reason behind what happened came about so it just goes to show that you know a good show needs to be fluid it needs to be um you know it needs to have all these loose ends that can then be picked up and mm. um and i say complicated but it's it's actually in essence it's very simple but yeah i think this is i know everyone's congratulates buffy for being so well thought out and oh you know this happens years in advance of this and uh, and uh, but you know if you listen to a lot of the writers and the creators that very often they'll say well we didn't really know that until later on we just happened and I think it's their knowledge of the show they were like oh we could use this and say this happened because of that yeah 
and it was just their ability to tie up those those plot lines uh, and you know knowing the characters as well as they did mm. um, that that made the show so versatile in, in in its storytelling is that why you're always cleaning your glasses so you don't have to see what we're doing tell no one so your giles removing glasses count what did you get uh, I got two. I actually missed the second one uh, initially and then was like, oh, wait, it happens twice. So a couple of library scenes. The first time he does it, he does remove and clean them. Then the second time he just removes them and just, you know, gazes into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy doesn't kill any, anyone, anything this episode no um but she there is reference to her killing the vampire uh that the master mentions at the beginning um so but obviously that's off screen mm. and angel kills darla so yeah there's there's no there's no buffy kill count this time there is a huge amount of buffy banter though particularly <laughs> with her with her comments towards darla's hair and outfits <laughs> which is great and then, of course, she's constantly running circles around Giles. <laughs> As always. <laughs> As always. But yeah, overall, I think, again, you know, it's a good episode. But yeah, my, I think my, my feelings towards it are still very much, you know, it's a fantastic idea, you know, a vampire with a soul who has feelings for the vampire slayer. As Giles says later on, it's very poetic, <laughs> and it, it is. It's you know, it's got yeah. a fantastic. Nothing like this was about at the time, so it must have been such a shock factor um, for for people to be like, oh, "Angel is good." <laughs> it's like, yeah, but he's not. <laughs> he's still a vampire. <laughs> um, it's it's okay. It's not my favorite episode. No, not mine either. So next episode is iRobot, you, Jane. Episode eight. What do you think to this one? Yeah, looking forward to this much, much better. Even just the, th the theme of it, you know, we get like the internet plays a big part in this and it's just, yeah. it makes kind of makes me nostalgic. In a way. I mean, obviously, yes. as always in Buffy, like nothing is quite what it seems. So, but yeah, in the, in that sense, it makes it makes me nostalgic. It's It's good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It is, it's great. And we do get introduced to a new character. We who, do. I love this character. I always liked her. Um, and uh, I can't wait to unpack this with you. Yeah. <laughs> this, this next episode. So, um, but yeah, it's it's been really good just going through Angel, um, the episode, and just delving a little deeper into, into that. Because I, I don't think I've really sat and picked it apart like that no. um, because it's not one of my favorite episodes so I've really I still enjoy it and I think that's that's the nice thing about the show is that even if it's not necessarily one that you love you're still going to get new bits and new details out of it yeah. that you may not necessarily have noticed before and you'll always get the Buffy banter and the funny lines as well. <laughs> yeah. But th there is definitely less of that in this episode, yeah. though. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you, you, can, you can tell that it's, I don't know, 
Yeah, it just didn't feel like it. For me, it didn't feel like a proper Buffy episode. No. You know, and we're getting into the swing of things now. But anyway, onwards and upwards. Yeah. So that's an, that's another episode done. So thanks so much, as always, for joining us. And if you're not already following us on social media, remember you can get us on X, Instagram and TikTok if you search for Previously on Buffy. And you can chat to us there. And as always, let us know your thoughts on the episodes and, you know, who are your favourite characters, lines, scenes, etc. Yeah, and in particular this episode, because of course it's not all. Just because it's not our favourite yeah. doesn't mean that, that, that it's it not, may not yours. Be yours yeah. um, so we'd love to hear how how much you disagree with us <laughs> <laughs> or, or agree. And um, yeah, please do feel free to uh, subscribe and, and share and, and get in touch uh, via all our social media. Yeah, we're very happy as well with how the podcast has been charting in various places. So yeah, keep downloading, keep listening very happy with that yeah thank you so much guys for all of your support next time on previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer he does look so much like Joss Whedon <laughs> <laughs> this particular scene as well it's like fuck it's it's a younger Joss Whedon um, <laughs> <laughs> okay he is going to be called Fritz Whedon I love it she wants to check his database. Hello. I bet you do, naughty <laughs> lady. And he's like, well, I'm still sorting through the chaos you left behind. It's like, oh, yes. please, guys, just shut up and kiss he- already. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You can follow us on X, Instagram or TikTok. Just search Previously on Buffy. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favourite podcast directory so you never miss an episode.